My name is Estelle Laughlin. I live in the suburbs of Chicago. I am a Holocaust survivor, and I've been invited to speak at Averno College today, and here I am. It, in a way, it is separating that what happened to me from the reality of today. Uh, it also is a way of channeling your uh, my losses and my uh, my uh, um, hurts into something positive. I don't ever volunteer to speak, but I never turn down an invitation because I feel an obligation to lend a voice to those whose voices were silenced, and especially to lend a voice to those who are suffering this injustice today. Actually, the purpose is not to curse the darkness of the past, but to illuminate the future. I was born in Warsaw, Poland. Warsaw was the center of my universe. Uh, I to a middle-class, happy family. Um, and uh, I, Warsaw glows in my selective memory in golden radiance of lilac trees against open blue skies, rich sounds of good neighbors' kindness and, and trust and love. I had turned 10 when Germany invaded Poland, and immediately my life changed beyond recognition. was isolated in a ghetto. Uh, um, I, was, I, uh, I will share glimpses of my experiences in, uh, in Maidanek extermination camp. And, uh, and liberation. My book, by the way, has a very large uh, section on liberation. Very little has been written on it. And, uh, and, um, and we wandered uh, homeless, stateless, and eventually came to the United States. I, with three years of formal education, my sister, who was a year and a half older, with five years of formal education, and at college she became a professor of comparative literature, wrote a very important book, Poetry Written in the Ghettos and Concentration Camps, um, in the edition Polish and translated, and I became a teacher. Um, and I am saying that because the inspiration, the motivation to be the best that we could be came from the darkest places. In the ghetto during the uprising, when we were hiding in a bunker, my father had a teacher for us. Primarily why I feel my message is important to share. I hope that I'll touch the, our common humanity. Um, and then I tell them the story, my story, and how we dealt with it. 
and I share the fact that suffering does not have to drive you to anger and despair, that it can teach you to love more deeply and to be a compassionate and to make the world a better place. To clarify my own uh, experiences was a process of uh, of of growing, it was an, a, a process of self understanding. It was a process of the general responsibility of all humanity. I think that we are all left with a legacy of the horrendous things that are happening uh, in the world. And I think that redemption comes with understanding. And so I, 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 I think that anger and hate is useless, destructive, and self-destructive. But I think understanding is an obligation. So it's a process for me. I think that any time we share and speak about our experiences, whether we write, whether we express it in poetry, uh, in a way we gain understanding of our own humanity and our universal connection with, with, with humanity. And um, at first, Few people, few survivors talked about their experiences because it was very difficult to share something so personal without knowing how it will be received. And it, will, uh, it was also very difficult for people to listen and without to make the connection you know, suffering needs witness because there's something common in everyone's suffering uh, because we all are responsible for one another as much as we are for ourselves. After all, the world is like, like a family. If one person in the family suffers, Everyone in the family suffers, and that's also true about the world, that uh, we want it to be a harmonious, safe place for all. I remember it. In fact, my book, writing my book was a very difficult experience in a way, but seeing the child that I was through the eyes of an old woman I am now, it restored my understanding that, um, that there is love in all of us and that even children, not even, I shouldn't say even, uh, it taught me that young people are wise, that young people are, are resilient, and young people know right from wrong, and they make choices. And that, in a way, showed me that um, that it's innate. And of course, I also learned from my community. And in writing my book, I recognized that, that I, as a child, and I'm sure that it, it, it's not unique, I'm sure it's universal, was able 
to recall the good of the pre-war and, and the heroism that I witnessed in the ghetto. I don't think that much has been written or made about it or spoken about it. That, that that people fought back in the ghetto, that there was tremendous uh, um, uh, moral resistance. We we had hidden schools. We had my uh, we had uh, uh, to own a book was an act of defiance. It was a capital punishment, uh, uh, a crime. You got shot on the spot for it. Yet all over the ghetto, people had books. We even had theaters. Imagine theaters when there was no bread. There was a wonderful writer in the ghetto, a historian, Chaim Kaplan, and he said that it is strange that when we don't seem to need it at all, we need poetry more than we need bread. And it is true, the soul needs to be nourished. I think that our ability to think for ourselves and not to follow like sheep, to, to express ourselves, to, to create is our, our godliness. And so I want to stress the moral resistance, the hidden schools, the heroic teachers, who taught children in, in, in cold rooms to hold on to love and trust, and to hold on to trust and love and their own imaginations. Anytime I hear uh, anyone um, come to the simplistic uh, idea that um, people that separates people. Anytime I hear that uh, one's problems are due to someone else, a minority who comes into the country, uh, anytime I hear the chorus of, of these angry, um, uh, unfair, uh, unkind, um, destructive, self-destructive, because because um, creating divisions splits, breaks our unity, breaks our home. I see, I see a parallel. Uh, at any time I see anyone who, who um, becomes so very selfish, um, any time I hear that the division I um, I want to say, well, you know, nobody wins wars. Look what even happened. The people in Germany today uh, recognize uh, the suffering that they uh, imposed on other people and the suffering that they imposed on their own people. After all, they sacrificed their youth their, their for, for, for an idea uh, that was so destructive. They, and their country was devastated. And they suffered tremendous losses. So anger begets anger. An eye for an eye, and soon we'll all be blind. That was Gandhi who said that. I hope that 
well, I'll touch the humanity that is in all of us. I also believe that I will not touch everyone, but I think that uh, I would like to uh, share the thought that um, that people like to gang up against minorities, and uh, that the minority, that the majority may not get my message, but if I can reach one or two or a few good hearts, it's up to the few. It's the few good people who have the strength of conviction and courage to make the difference. And what each one of, that, of us do matters a lot.